Hi, this is Gary Beasley. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We're in a series of messages called Finding or Seeing Jesus in the Old Testament. And today we're going to look at this phenomenon that occurred in the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, something called manna. And then we're going to look at Jesus, who is God's manna, the bread from heaven. So if you have your Bible, go to Exodus chapter 16 so you can follow along and enjoy. Thank you guys so much. Can we give it up for our readers today? Fantastic. Thank you. So let me translate Omer into uh, today. About two courts, about two courts. They were to gather every day. What a story. It's a story about people in need. It's a story about a miracle, miraculous provision from God for his people. Now, some have said it wasn't a miracle. It's amazing when you read critics of the Bible. Some have said this was a naturally occurring substance that happened to naturally occur in that part of the desert during that time of history, and there was nothing miraculous about it at all. But as you heard the story, that couldn't be true because you could keep it overnight on the Sabbath, and it would be fine. It would last two days. But if you kept it overnight any other day, it would rot. So no naturally occurring substance does that. This was a miracle, a miracle from heaven. Now, let's talk about this manna. We weren't around then. There's no more manna from heaven now. So um, I kind of wish I could taste it. What do you think? Make a manna burger just to kind of figure out what it was like, manna stew, that kind of thing. But we learn a whole lot about it from the story. First of all, manna was a strange and mysterious thing to the people of Israel. They did not know what it is. Do you know what the word manna actually means? It means, what is it? That's what manna means. What is it? So when the people saw it, they called it, what is it? And for 40 years, they ate, what is it? Every day. So strange, mysterious. I couldn't figure it out. How did it get here? What is it? The manna came down with the dew every morning. So it was covered or hidden by the dew. In other words, you couldn't right away tell what it was. It just looked like dew. You know, you've seen dew on the grass in the morning. So they looked out there, and all I see is dew. I don't see any what is it out there. I just see dew. But then as the dew would start to uh, dissipate, wait a minute. There's more to the eye than I originally thought. There's something under it. Whoa, the manna. The manna was a gift. It was given to Israel freely. It cost them nothing. Now, those of you that have to provide food for your house and, or go out shopping, the food budget, uh, you would have done really well back in manna days. You could have saved the money from the food budget. You didn't need a dime. Free gift. Everybody can have it. Everybody 
can get it for free. And it was given to all people, the poor, the rich, the men, the women, the Israelites, and the strangers who traveled with the Israelites. And no matter who you were, it was for all people. It was for everybody. Now, there's something else about this man that you didn't hear read this morning because it's not talked about in Exodus 16. It's actually talked about over in Numbers chapter 11. And there it tells us that the manna was to be crushed in a mill. You had to grind it up or, or, or bang it or do something like you would do with wheat to make it so it was palatable. Numbers chapter 11 says, the manna, the manna was like coriander seed. It looked like resin. The people went around gathering it and ground it in a hand mill or crushed it in a mortar. They cooked it in a pot or made it into cakes. And it tasted something like something made with olive oil. So you couldn't just pick it up and eat it. Maybe you could, but really for it to benefit you, you had, it had to be crushed. And then last, the manna was a complete food. It had everything. Now picture this. It had every vitamin you needed to live. You know, if you don't have certain vitamins, you get scurvy. If you don't have other vitamins, you get rickets. If you don't have other types of vitamins, you get something called berry, berry. I mean, just these bad things are to happen. Not you, berry, but something called berry, berry. So you had to have every kind of vitamin over those 40 years because if anyone was missing, everyone would get sick. Uh, they would. It had to have every nutrient. It had to have the right amount of protein, carbs. It was the perfect food. You needed nothing else to live. Pretty miraculous stuff. What do you think? Yeah, it was. Quite a story. Quite uh, an historical event. Amazing. Uh, interesting. But if that was all it was, if all it was was something that happened to a group of people a long time ago, then it would just be, that's ah, a pretty interesting story. Let's speculate about it a little bit. It would be just that, except for something that happened in John chapter 6, which changed it from being an interesting historical story to being something so relevant to our lives today. So let's see what happened in John chapter 6. Let's show that video, please. The crowds who were following Jesus kept growing. At one point, Jesus was getting out of a boat and was greeted by over 5,000 men. And Matthew adds the words, besides women and children. Many scholars estimate that there could have been between 15 and 20,000 people there that day. After Jesus taught them for a while, the people started to get hungry, and so Jesus asked his disciples to feed them. Hmm. Okay, well, I guess you got to give them a little bit of credit because they did find a boy who had, quote, five barley loaves and two fishes. So it looked like they were probably going to be a little bit short. Or so it seemed. In taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. 
and he divided the two fish among them all, and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. Mark 6, 41-43 When the miracle of the multiplication of loaves is told in the Gospel of John, it is later related to the manna in the wilderness during the Exodus account. People were asking Jesus, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. John 6, 30-35. Luke's account of this miraculous meal places the event somewhere near the town of Bethsaida, a small fishing village on the northeast coast of the Sea of Galilee, and home to three of Jesus' disciples, Peter, Andrew, and Philip. And the rabbis in that area had been teaching for quite a while that when the Messiah came, the manna would fall again. They said, one of the signs of the Messiah is that when he comes, you're going to start seeing this manna fall from heaven just like it did a long time ago. So as you read the account, you have to read it with that in mind. They're thinking the whole time that if this is the Messiah, the manna is going to start to fall. So that's behind all their questioning. You know, what, what sign will you give us? And the sign they were looking for was manna falling. Jesus said, no, (laughs) not going to give you that sign. You got some bad information. But I want to tell you this. I am the true bread that has fallen from heaven. And if you understood manna, you're going to understand me. So let's draw the comparison. Let's talk about the manna that fell And then let's talk about the true bread of life that came down from heaven. Just as God provided manna to the Israelites to save them from starvation, He provided His Son to give us salvation. The literal manna temporarily saved the Israelites from physical death, but the spiritual manna, the Son of God, the bread of life, saves us from eternal death. In other words, Jesus was telling them, the only manna you ever need is me, is me, is me. So, as God was sending this manna, he can do two things at once. He was sending manna to keep some people alive. He sent it for 40 years. It was a certain way, all that had to do with it. And it was for that purpose, and it really happened. But while he's sending it, he's sending it in such a way 
that when Jesus comes, the people can look and say, oh, yeah, manna, Jesus. Oh, look, yeah, the comparison. All the Old Testament is like that. God's building history. At the same time, he's making history. In the upper story, he's making a picture of Jesus for us to see. So let's look at the picture. When the people first encountered the manna, what did they ask? What is it? What is it? What did the people say when they first encountered Jesus? Who is this? Who is this? And everybody who met Jesus said the same thing. The people of Jerusalem did in Matthew chapter 21. It says, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? He's not like anybody else. We've never seen this before. And the Pharisees in Luke chapter 5, verse 21, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And even the disciples of Jesus, they asked over and over again, Who is this? When they're on a boat on the Sea of Galilee and the storm blows in and it's starting to freak out everybody and we're going to sink and Jesus says, uh, storm, cut it out. They ask, who is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? Who is this? Who is this? Now remember the manna? It came down with the dew. And it was covered, right? It, it was hidden by the dew. And, and you couldn't tell at first that it wasn't dew. Jesus took on the form of a human, a regular body. And people couldn't tell by looking at him that there was anything particularly different about him. He looked like everybody else. He was just a Jewish man. He looked the same as everybody uh, you couldn't tell by looking at him that there was something underneath, that he was really the son of God, until he went up on a mountain one time, a mountain we call the mountain of transfiguration. He took up there with him three guys, Peter, James, and John, and they looked at him, and they were able to see something beneath, something beyond, and it says, he was transfigured. He was, he was glowing. He was white. It was like, they were like, oh, what is that? It's, it, this is more than just a man. He was transfigured before them, almost as if the dew had lifted, and you were able to see, wow, there's something greater here. Remember the manna? It was a gift, just a total gift. You couldn't earn manna. You got more money than I got. You can't buy the manna. Uh, you can't, uh, you know, government can't give it away. It's just a gift. It's freely given as a gift to let the people know that one day a gift was going to come from God. Jesus said this to the woman at the well in John 4. If you knew the gift of God, talking about himself, and who it is that asks you for a drink, me, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. 
And Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. The manna was for everybody. It wasn't for a select group of people. Everybody could eat the manna. Just go out there. There it is. Bring your omer, your two quarts, and gather it. It is for all people, men, women, old, young. It's for everybody. And so is Jesus. Jew, Gentile, every race, every tongue, every tribe. Jesus is for everyone. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world Everybody in the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. What a connection. God made the manna so that it had to be crushed in a mill. It had to be crushed before it could give life. Let me read you Isaiah chapter 53, speaking of Jesus. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. The Messiah came into the world, but the world did not get eternal life until he was crushed until his body was broken on a cross for us. The manna, we marveled when we said it was complete food, that that's all you needed. I mean, what what miracle food is this, that all I need is this stuff, this this manna, and, and every need that I have physically will be met? Yeah. Jesus is everything, everything you will ever need for life, for joy, for eternal life, for forgiveness, for salvation. You don't need Jesus plus. You don't need Jesus plus some latest thought. You don't need Jesus plus some latest seminar. You don't need Jesus plus anything else in this world. If you have Christ, you have everything. Philippians 4.19, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I came to know the Lord Jesus when I was 21 years of age, and He is all I have ever needed since then. He has supplied all the need that I've had throughout my life, emotional, physical, spiritual. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And Romans chapter 8, verse 37, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. The people in the day of Jesus were thinking, Man, I want to see the manna come. (laughs) It was amazing. We want manna. You know, we don't got enough food around here. God, send the manna again. Send the Messiah so we can eat this miracle food. 
thinking that was going to be the end all? Well, it wasn't the end all for the original Israelites who ate it. It stopped after 40 years. But when Jesus came, they got the manna from heaven that lasts forever. And that is something we celebrate every time we take communion.